Welcome to our brand new bonus series, What's Up With You? That's right. We are your hosts, Nick and Muriel. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, you can check out our main feed episodes of Hello in Your 30s. They mm-hmm. drop every Monday. Yes. But mm-hmm. here's the thing. We wanted a little bonus content, and we are sick of each other. <laughs> Hello in Your 30s is a delightful romp uh, going through the lives of me and Nick, right? Yes, yes. It's like, okay, that's what we're doing, and we only talk to each other. We never have guests. No, so now we decided <laughs> we need to talk to other people. Yes. Uh, hilariously, Muriel will actually not be a part of this interview because in addition to this we are professional schedulers and it turns out uh muriel actually has some other business to attend to that's right i have to go out of town so (laughs) we're recording the intros together and nick will do all the interviews solo okay can i warm up on you a little bit okay you're gonna fire up the grill yep i'm the grill master here's my first grill muriel what's up with you oh you know um i am realizing lately that i love cats like more than I ever and I know it's nobody's everybody listens it's like oh we've been fostering kittens yeah right it's been fun yeah but then there's some yard cats also at a place we were house sitting and they are I love them as much as I love kittens and I thought I only loved kittens because they were (laughs) cute and little but now I love them okay and I don't think they're ugly and like lame So that's been a weird thing for me because I, I thought it was a novelty. I didn't know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, like I like cats. Yeah, right. But apparently I really like cats. Okay, good, good, good. I've been opening the door every day and going like, where are the babies? You got <laughs> yeah. some water? Oh, no, long night. Yeah. And I think all of the neighbors can hear me. Uh, Nick, what's up with you? Um, I'm realizing that when I was a kid and I remember my parents used to kind of talk about uh, reading books on vacation, they'd be like, "Oh, I, I'm gonna we're, like we're gonna go on vacation. I'm gonna make sure to bring this book. Like, I can't wait to bring this book with me." And I just thought that was the lamest thing you could ever possibly do <laughs> on vacation. And now that we are, you know, don't have jobs and unemployed, and there's like some sunshine, and we currently have a yard to lay back in, reading books on vacation, of course, is the ultimate thing to do on vacation. It's the best thing ever. It's so relaxing, transports you to another world beyond the world that's new for you. Also. <laughs> All right, speaking of that, I think we got to get into this interview. Let's bring on our guest. Today, we are so excited to bring John Luce to the show. Uh, We go way back with John. We couldn't be happier to have him on the podcast. He is the host of his own podcast, The Lost Angels of Hollywood. That show is absolutely hilarious. Make sure to check him out. And also find him on Twitter, at John Luce Wins. Dude is just one of the funniest tweeters out there. All right, here we go. Let's bring John You know, I feel like when this started, it was sort of like, um, well, we can't see our friends. And then as it starts to loosen up, I'm talking about the virus, obviously, as it starts to loosen (laughs) up, it's like, we can like see our friends, you know? And then you're like, well, who should we see? And we're like, well, we we should definitely see John. And then you just, (laughs) we don't see anyone for like two more months, you know? So (laughs) it is wonderful to see your face. It is so great to see you. And I'm always around to be seen. <laughs> I know. That's the I other. I really have nothing going on. That's the other part of this is people are just like, yeah, I mean, we could hang out. Miro and I are like, yeah, but I mean, you know, the pandemic, like we secretly just like <laughs> never want this to end. You know, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> are you, uh, how's your headspace? Like, where are you, like, what's going on? How are you? Uh, I'm, 
I'm in a weirdly good space yeah. mm-hmm. right now, like after a lot of really bad spaces. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know exactly what changed, except for maybe I started taking my anti-anxiety meds properly. Um, uh, but yeah, like I've kind of resigned to my fact that I don't have work. Um, and I'm like yeah. over that. Um, and uh, I've like gotten to a, kind of like my groove, like doing laundry and doing <laughs> yeah, dishes. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm found out I'm like really good at both of those things. <laughs> so that's that's a cool skill yeah. to learn. Both of those yeah. are. Um and I don't know. I think it's like the like all the panic has kind of subsided, the fear has kind of subsided. I mean I'm still like scared uh-huh. out of my mind about the end of the world, but like you can only live with that for so long before you're just like, What else is there to think about? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. So maybe I maybe I have a poem in me. Maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Maybe I can make two words rhyme in a satisfying <laughs> yet surprising way. Let's get some couplets going. <laughs> yes. Um, is is I, I my understanding is uh Andy, your husband, uh travels all the time for work. Is he doing that at all? No, we both uh-huh. we both did. Last year, I flew 180,000 miles for my job. Wow. That's um, funny. I think I associated... I knew that you did that, but I didn't realize that much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Andy even more. Like, my husband even yeah. more. Yeah. If you can believe it. But, uh, yeah, we've both been grounded. Like, we uh, um, we, we did one thing in Iowa in July. Um, <laughs> yeah. This company that we worked for were like, come on over. And we're like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> and they're yeah. like, yeah, come on. We're in Iowa. We don't care. And we're like, oh. we're like, okay, well, either we go and get paid or we don't and don't get paid so we went and it was fine but uh other than that yeah like we've we've never been home together at the same time for this much time ever so how is that going uh like it was tough at first because my husband is very much like the like go-getter he reads a lot of Brene Brown like he's very much about like bettering himself and like developing a plan so he immediately started like he literally has a a uh, a group that he has a zoom with on Saturdays. It's like yeah. about like a productivity call. Like, what are we doing this week? Like, how are we going to support each other? Like getting our yeah. projects done. And like me, I immediately just like sank into the couch and was like, I don't want to fucking do anything. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to process this. So like he would wake up and be like, what's your goal for today? And I'm like, <laughs> my goal is to not sob. Uh, yeah. Right. Most of the day. So we, yeah. he kind of finally realized like, Oh, I should just let John do what John's going to do. And I'll, I'll be a busy bee elsewhere yeah in our, in our place i feel like every couple is sort of coming to terms with that you know like i think i'm probably more the andy in our relationship <laughs> and muriel's more the you you know and it's like i'm i you know i'm i have i mean i just have lists of all this shit i want to do now i don't do it right all. right you know i'm not <laughs> you know i'm not that much of an andy you know i still make sure i put some things to feel like i at least <laughs> flirting with the uh, lethargy that I, uh, you know, on some level desire, you know? Right. Um, All right. I have a question for you and I've been doing some of these, these conversations with people besides Muriel. That's one of the big reason why we're doing this like guest series is because we've just only been talking to each other for months. It's like, we got to talk to some other people (laughs) questions for anyone, but for you, I actually do have one and there's a little bit of a backstory so uh for our listeners john and i crossed paths in chicago in the comedy scene uh, specifically the improv and sketch comedy scene in chicago and it was a vibrant 
uh, exciting, troubled world to be in, right? A lot of issues, a lot of problems, and a lot of really cool stuff happening as well. And uh, part of the issues was that there were very few paying gigs for the improv slash slash sketch comedian in Chicago. One of those gigs was you could go on a cruise ship for the second city and disappear for a couple of months and do like short form improv and what was sort of like probably like laughed at by like the comedy world is like corny jokes for tourists, right? And then you'd come back and then you could like get you know somehow enter back into the scene in chicago but there was one myth about going on the boat that i think you are responsible for, John, <laughs> or at least in my mind and part of it so part of like the downside was like you disappear from chicago and the scene kind of forgets about you and you just come back and you're better at short form you're not actually better at improv but the good part is you actually got paid for being funny for once in your life right and you were able to save the money and come back. But the other thing that I think you were responsible for is that you could also go on the ships and come back in great shape. <laughs> so I don't know if there's any truth to this, but in my mind, you left and came back buff, and people are like, oh, yeah, that's the reason why you go on the cruise ships is so you can come back <laughs> yoked. And I was like, none of you, uh, no one else is doing that. Only person I saw do that was John Luce. Is there any truth to that? Did I invent that in my mind? Like, uh, I don't know. Set me straight um, on that. Like, I feel like I definitely heard about people, like, getting in shape before I went on the boats uh, or, like, losing a lot of weight or... Because it's a weird a weird world where, like, the gym is just, like, there yeah. and it's always there and you have, like, nothing to do during the days when you're not performing. So, it's like, I guess I'll just go into the gym for a while and burn some time. Yeah. And some calories. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, we, I remember my first ship, we... we my group did like insanity workouts, uh-huh. like that, like crazy video series. Yeah, right, um, like P ninety X or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was true. Uh, but you came back buff, or did you leave? Were you always buff? <laughs> um, I I definitely came back in better shape for sure. Yeah, like, you came back buff. You came back <laughs> yo, dude. I remember. I remember. You're trying to play it cool. Maybe other people also worked out. You came back ripped, and everyone was like, oh. Go get a ship so you can get buff. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I think, I think, I think you. There may, okay, maybe there is a little bit of truth. There's some that. truth to that. Yeah, okay. I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, and you, I know that, like, um, you've so, sort of remained a gym rat. Uh, how has it been with, like, gyms being shut down for you? Uh, well, it's hilarious. Uh, Andy and I, right as the lockdown was happening, like, r- drove around, like, four different home gym stores mm-hmm. to like try and buy home weights and they were all gone. Oh Everything yeah. Everything was sold out, but we managed to snag like a few really sad dumbbells. So yeah. we have like a weird home garage gym right now. That's like, we took a bench, like a decorative bench from our backyard and turned it into like our workout <laughs> bench. <laughs> what kind of deck? Is it like painted funky or is it like beautiful yes, woodwork or what? It's bold. It, <laughs> it was like this antique bench we found at a gay furniture store in Chicago <laughs> yeah. that we painted um, like teal and purple <laughs> yeah. and is now our now is our bench press bench oh that's hilarious um so we've been doing garage workouts um i started a crossfit gym and they are doing um like parking lot workouts i've uh-huh. done some of those it's mm-hmm. all weird though like yeah my i've early on was like you know what i know when i'm not going to be seen or no one's 
no one no one's seen me except for my neck up right now on zoom so like right. wh- yeah, whatever yeah. happens happens i've been I've, I've been trying to be kind with myself about not working out oh yeah well i don't mean to bring up a i do not mean to bring up a sensitive spot because you get to be kind to yourself for about a million years you're you could slide you could you have a long way to go before you need to not be kind to yourself on your body man oh, um, thank you uh do you have any advice for like at home workouts? Oh God. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I personally like things that are not long. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's like 20 minutes is fine. Um, just like, uh, a lot of body weight stuff, body uh-huh. squats, push ups, um, lunges, those sorts of things. Um, they're easy to do yeah. anyone, you know, like you don't need to buy a bunch of equipment to do it. Um, and as long as I feel like you're just building up a sweat, um, that's, yeah. That's so, most so I get, what is that, would that be like high interval, whatever intensity training or something? Yeah. 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 Like, um, I do a lot of EMOM stuff, which is every yeah. minute on the minute, which means like you do something yeah. for 40 seconds, you take 20 seconds off then you do something for 40 seconds, take 20 seconds off. And for me, it's like, I'm such a reward person. Like, uh, I mean, Partly why I fell into the improv world is because it was like a system of like easy rewards. But like, <laughs> sure, uh, it's like, oh, I get a rest in, I get a rest in forty seconds. Great, that's my reward. Like, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be able to yeah. do it if it was like do something one thing for twenty minutes. I couldn't do that. Yeah, uh, I forget what it was called. Uh, interval, uh, whatever it was called, I forget. But uh, yeah, I was really into it, and yeah. then I twisted my ankle so bad. Like on my fourth one, it's like, you got to oh, get no. up to, I was like, I'm just going to go back to hiking for a year or two and get in shape before I can take this gym class. You know what I mean? <laughs> that stuff is hard. Man. <laughs> uh, are you, uh, go ahead. Yeah, we're, Andy's much better at it. He's been doing all kinds of crazy workouts. He has all these bands and straps and things tied around the different parts of our garage. And he does like all kinds of crazy. He's the, he's the real guru. Uh, yeah, but you're a buffer, right? I'm just large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, see, it's, he's, it's he's cool, definitely man. better shape than me. I'm just large. I'm yeah, yeah. No, you're naturally, you know, gifted and blessed, and that's something that the Andes and the Knicks of the world will never be able to <laughs> accomplish, no matter how how goal oriented or list or you know band. <laughs> zoom meetings whatever there was one writer zoom uh like a zoom writer meetup and i actually really like their concept i have not joined it yet that's one of the things that i'm slacking on but i really like it and it's you, you sign up and it's or you know you join the meeting whatever it's four hours and then you get on there and you just mute your camera or you mute your microphone and then you write for 40 minutes, talk to each other for like 10 minutes, and then you just and then you just cycle through that for four hours. So it's basically like it's because I don't really love like writers meetings. Yeah. You know, where you like pitching ideas and stuff. Sometimes that that can be beneficial. And when I'm in the middle of a process, like Miriam and I collaborate all the time, obviously, and we pretty much only have writers meetings. But I, you know, I, I sometimes I just feel a little too precious to like pitch jokes to someone I don't know that well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes, obviously, there's benefit to that, but I really like the idea of just like all I'm doing is putting myself in a position where someone can see me write, and that you know feels like a positive sort of like a way to hold myself accountable. Yeah. 
Um, I like that because I, I also get like real stressed out when I feel like I have to deliver something or like present something yeah. or like share with people I don't know. I don't know. Like yeah. I, I'd much rather just have a mechanism to just be able to write and do my thing. Yeah, for sure. And then just check in at the end. Has this like experience, I don't, I mean, at this point it's like experience means, I don't know, the coronavirus and the lockdown and the economy crashing and like an uncertain future, not to mention like just the cavalcade of political things happening across all the spectrums and, you know, you know, the racial (laughs) injustice and economic equality and just like, so when I say like, what has this experience taught you? I I don't know what I'm asking exactly, but like, (laughs) and I'm not really, I'm just wondering if this period of time has sort of presented anything to you about yourself that is surprising. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it's definitely, like, I felt like it was interesting right when the, the lockdown started. I felt like I was going back. I felt like I lost like five years of therapy. Like I just kept going back to like all of my old bad habits and all of my old mm-hmm. like patterns of thought. And then it's like, because I was just with myself the whole time, like I didn't have anything else to do or think about yeah. except for the impending apocalypse. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, Oh, like I could, I don't know. I could just do more work on myself in a weird way. So I feel like, I don't know if this is the answering your question, but like, I feel like I've, um, kind of leveled up in a way in my therapy. Like I, I, I still have a therapist that I talk to every week and I feel like I'm now just like, like, uh, I don't have anything new. To, I mean, I don't have anything new to report. So there's that. But it's also like, like, I think I've really like identified a lot of my old patterns of mm-hmm. thought mm-hmm. and behavior. Um, so I think I've. So I've learned that I've learned that I. Um, I am. Able, I am able to grow up. <laughs> so yeah, ways. yeah, sure. Um, and also, like, it's it's hard because it's like every, it depends on the day, but it, some days I'll be like, oh, it's. This is like the, um, like this is, we're all in the cocoon phase. Like we're all mm. like going to emerge from this beautiful butterflies. And this is like where humanity evolves and pivots yeah. into a, a more just, more beautiful society. And then it's like in other days I'm like, oh, we're fucking going down a water slide to hell. And yeah. like, we're all, <laughs> we're all, like, and there's a, a, there's a clog in the water slide. We're all going to run into each other. And <laughs> yeah, right. Fly. There's razor blades, uh, yeah. like the fiberglass. <laughs> That was like the horror story at Wild Waves in Tacoma where I used to go. It's like the fiberglass was fucked up. You could slide and cut yourself. Yeah, right, yeah there's right, fiberglass right. everywhere. It's like. Yeah, but before you realize it, it's not even water. It's just blood that you're riding down this slide. But I think, I, I guess to answer your questions, like I think I've realized yeah. like I can actually tackle some of these issues that I've had with me my whole life. Yeah. Um, whether like that stays or sticks, I don't know. But for now, I feel like I've been able to see some things in a new light. And also... Um, I can, uh, I don't know. I've just become much more in tune with like how I exist. Like, I think because I traveled so much for my job in the past, like I never really sat with myself. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, I'm not lazy per se. (laughs) Yeah. I just take a while to like get in the mood to write or to do something creative. Like I'm not, I'm not an asshole. I just need need more space and time to like figure that shit out so yeah um i don't know is that into your question i kind of yeah there. totally no, that, <laughs> no that's beautiful uh, uh, i did i've also learned about my husband that he can use every single dish in a single day 
So he <laughs> yeah. he will use every single piece of uh, silverware and dishware that we have in a single day. Yeah, I mean, Muriel and I absolutely have to. We're both terrible at that. And so we each do the dishes three times a day. And... <laughs> There's going to be no problems. You can use we can all we can use as much as we need. Just make sure to clean it three times a day. Yeah, I don't know. It, I have I have another. I actually do have another specific question for you. Um, sure. F- from the gist of your social media posts, very funny on Twitter. I love your Twitter feed, and then we're also personal oh, pals on I guess Facebook or whatever. Them. I think you and I align very closely on a lot of political issues which we don't have to go into that specifically but it does seem like you perhaps um you're more vocal about it i think on social media than i am i pretty much have decided not to be um for my own personal mental health reasons of how i deal with social media and basically (laughs) which can kind of be um boiled down to i sort of use social media for as like a vanity project and that's like literally the only way i can even as unhealthy as that is i can kind of compartmentalize it as that and as long as it i don't also try to do other things i can actually sort of enjoy social media um anyways but it seems like you go you are you engage in people like family members and people that are close to you who disagree with you seems like some of your posts are sort of in response to getting into arguments more or less or for lack of a better term with loved ones people in 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 your life is that true uh i'd say to an extent i try i don't like seek it out necessarily but like i came from a small town in illinois and i came from a very republican environment so um uh there's definitely like friction on that front and I yeah I also I f- find myself like in arguments with people who are more in the center cuz I'm f- pretty far to the left and and so uh, to me it's like those are the people who should know better but yeah um but don't whereas yeah. like a lot of my like republican like high school friends or like cousins or whatever it's like I I I rarely bother with that cuz it's like they're I'm never going to change their mind. Like they're, they're too far gone. But like, I feel like the, the people who are like well-meaning who like theoretically believe in the same types of, you know, justice and um, equality and equity and stuff that I believe in. Like I just find their methods really, really backwards and harmful (laughs) sometimes. And so I have to like call it out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not something I try to do, but yeah. like, I'm also at a point where it's just like, again, we're on that fucking water slide to hell, where it's right. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like there's fiberglass coming. Yeah. Like, look, there's fucking fiberglass. Yeah, right. It's gonna fucking fuck you up. Yeah, uh, Mira and I just got it. We get into fight hikes, so everything will be great. And they're like, let's go exercise. And then we go for a hike and get into a fight, like pretty much every time. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going on a a bit of a rant. Uh, you know, basically being upset with you know, certain like left wing progressive, you know, whatever establishment Democrat (sighs) tendencies and ideas. And she basically, you know, and I'm talking to her. So in this way, I was sort of just being a horrible Ben and sort of like preaching to the choir and like getting something off of my chest more than we were actually communicating with something. And then, you know, the fight basically, and then she was like, you know, you're complaining about people but, you know, what about, you know, what about the all these right wing militia people? Like, I don't hear you, these Republicans and all this kind of stuff. 
And it is true. It's weird. It's like you want to hold people that you respect to a higher standard. And that just does sometimes end up like, you know, picking Mm -hmm. fights with people that you have lots in common with because you feel like we should be able to communicate. So why can't we agree on this thing? It's just a it's a weird it's for me, uncharted territory, politically speaking, and how to like navigate these times for us is just like I think because our society and because of my own I guess small mindedness have cut out so many people that I could be talking to or you know getting a better understanding of because I feel like they're just too far gone you know it's just too much like well I you know we're just gonna you know yeah those are things we literally could never talk about. And also I'm not from the Midwest. I'm not, you know, I don't have those people in my life exactly. So it's not like a real, (laughs) you know, I don't really have that, that really in my life. It's pretty easy for me to get annoyed with like, you know, left wing people in Seattle. Cause that's where I'm from. You know what I mean? I went to high school. Like I know why those people are annoying. They're my friends. They get on my nerves. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's can like, I find myself, we anyways, Mira and I literally right. just got into a conversation about that very thing of, you know, what does it mean to go in on people that, you know, are kind of your allies or whatever. Yeah. It's I I mean I I I've definitely deleted some things or like started to tweet something or started to post something. I'm like, ah, I probably shouldn't Yeah. It's not worth it. Like this person is a good person and they're trying we, we want we yeah. want the same things ultimately. Um but it's tough because it's like, um, I don't know. We're in we're in such an extreme world right now. I guess this is. I guess my worldview right now is summed up in like we're in such an extreme hell world right now that like the same types of thinking and the same types of solutions that we've been implementing for the past you know thirty forty years or whatever like yeah, it's yeah, not going right. to save us. Like you know, like we need to be we need to think bigger and be more be more daring with our policies and be more hold our you know our elected officials yeah. more accountable like like the, we can't just let symbolism be enough because i feel like that happened a lot after yeah. the protests in june there's a lot of like immediate right. like gestures from politicians that but not any real or not much right. real systemic change or you know so it's like um we have to like get to a point where that symbolism is not enough like we have yeah. to demand more right. well you also do you're also on the right side of history because you actually have funny tweets. So you can, (laughs) you you can, you can say what you got to say and and it's, and and it's a joke, you know, and, and that's not, uh, inherently, uh, valuable in my opinion. You're just good at it. So, you you know, you bring a lot of value to the conversation, you know, automatically. Well, thanks. Oh my God. What are you, what are you enjoying these days? Oh, what am I enjoying? Oh, we, um, just finished, what we do in the shadows. Um, oh, the, yeah, the, the it's like a vampire mockumentary. Yeah, it's gotcha. Yeah, Taika Waititi. It's so dumb and fun, and it was just like kind of like yeah. the perfect escape. Yeah. Um, and what else? We uh, we we absolutely loved the Dark on Netflix, the German time travel show. Oh, cool! I, I haven't even heard of that. Oh, it's called Dark. Uh-huh. It's like the German Stranger Things, but it's about time travel. <laughs> very good. Is it very German? Lots of raining. Is it children? Lo- it's uh, like teenagers, yeah, 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 and adults. It's like these strange things keep happening in this weird town. Yeah. Like 33 years apart. Yeah. 
really, really cool. Um, that I've been enjoying. My favorite place to get food is Hawaiian Ono or Ono Hawaiian. Oh yeah, yeah. I lived in I lived in Honolulu for a year, and that place is the truth. It's so good. So good. Like Andy was gone last week for a week, and I think I had it four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. That that's I know Hawaiian barbecue is just so good. It's my it's the best fast food. It's by far. Yeah, yeah. it's my favorite. Yeah, that's beautiful. I I know. I love that. It's so funny because that question, not that I've asked other, you talk to a friend or whatever. It's like, what's good? Everyone's go-to is like, this is what I watch and this is what I eat. <laughs> you know? It's not flowers. It's not. <laughs> Miriam and I just recorded an episode. I'm not sure when this one will be airing, but we just recorded one where we are just, we just like our relationship with television has changed so drastically. It is now what we do at night. Right. You know, it's like, I feel like it used to be like you'd watch your clock to see. Like, I think the, what am I saying? The stereotype is like you're watching the clock until it hits five so you can have a drink. And now it's like you're watching the, now you start drinking whenever the hell you feel like it. Right. <laughs> but now you're like, okay, did the, the, the sunset? Can we watch TV now? Can we just watch TV for five hours? Right. Yeah. It's funny. We always like, it's like 8.30 on the dot. We're always like, okay, time to watch TV. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like we have an, we always have an hour long show that we're watching or and a half hour long show that yeah. we're watching. So it's like if we're tired, we watch the half hour show. If we were in it to win it, we watch the hour long show. We're usually um, we have we cycle through. We always have like one old school gem show, uh-huh. like that's like comfort food, right? So right now we're re going through King of the Hill. Oh, uh, nice! So that's like our uh, it's remarkable. So like that's like our comfort food. Then we always also try to have. Um, uh, like some a couple of dumb reality things that is just like if you don't want to think we can put that on and we try to usually like she likes a food thing and I like a travel thing so we'll kind of go back and forth between who, which whose person's dumb reality show we're gonna watch <laughs> and then we try to and then and then we're we are always on the lookout we're either just finishing or on the next hour long thing and we're on the mm-hmm. lookout for so maybe we'll check out dark dark is really really cool yeah yeah. It's a lot of rain. It's very serious, but there's always yeah. a montage at the end yeah. with like a haunting German song. <laughs> um, I highly recommend. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've been, we've been trying to, it's funny. It was like early on in this pandemic, we were like, we're going to watch movies. And that felt like productive, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're going to enjoy a film, you know? And I oh, think yeah. we just actually, yesterday was Andy's birthday. So we yeah. got to choose what we watched. So we yeah. watched the old guard, the Charlize Theron movie. Yep. Um, I gave Very it. Nice. I gave it ten minutes, and I I had to. Oh really? I, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I, that was my, it. Wasn't my birthday present, but it was Muriel. Wasn't gonna watch the things that I would wouldn't worry about whether she would like or not. I'm just gonna not a. Do you want to watch? What do you think of this? I'm just gonna press play on whatever. And I honestly just had to keep stopping things about ten minutes in until I got to Adam's family. Then I just watched that. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you, but you guys liked Old Guard. We did, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of trippy, like the the conceit of them being immortal. But otherwise, I mean, Charlene Theron beating people up is always a fucking delight. Yeah, she's awesome. She's she was very very kind to Muriel when uh, Muriel waited tables on her. So she's, oh, she'll nice. always she'll always be good in my heart. That's good. That's good to um, know. That makes me happy. And she then you cool. also a video gamer. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk talk me through your video game life because that is I have I. I 
that's like another one of those things where it's like I fantasize about being a video gamer. And it's like <laughs> I'm calling it a video gamer. They don't. That's not even one of those things I could easily do, but I don't. But for some reason, it still yeah. seems like romantic and like the new school bohemian layout oh. is just like play games or whatever <laughs> it's like doing opium <laughs> you know in like some den in game of thrones years like the new yes. school version of that is call of duty or something uh yeah i i don't really read books so like i consider video games my books <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair um enough. but like yeah i I've always played ever since I was a little kid. And so now I have like an Xbox one and I have a switch Nintendo switch. Um, and so I just kind of yeah. alternate back and forth. I have a, a PlayStation three as well. So like I put, sometimes I play older games and just like, uh, I'm working through the dark souls series right now. Cause I've, I've already played them all, but I was like, uh-huh. what's depressing and Baroque and Gothic and <laughs> feels like how I feel on the inside. Oh, dark souls. What, what about that game? makes you feel that way like what is it well it's like a super kind of creepy gothic setting um you die a lot in it it's really hard (laughs) um but like you make incremental progress even when you die like so it's like Mm -hmm. again it's that like little reward thing like you get just little rewards all the way through yeah so it's enough to keep me going um so it so it's just like an an exact replica of our true reality true yeah i mean it's yeah it's like i'm it's like a preview of 2021, basically. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Where everything's collapsed and crumbled and we're fighting through undead hordes to get uh, a, a new sword. Yeah, right. And then you get it and you're like, oh, this is a great new gift. And then it's like, now you just have to fight a bigger right. horde <laughs> or something. It's like <laughs> some other new yeah. large thing. And you're like, oh, there's a water slide. Let's use that as an escape pod. <laughs> If let's just like pretend wildly um, that like two years from now you accidentally do the unbearable and listen to yourself on a podcast, right? And it happens to be this episode, and you fast forward to this part of the episode. What would you like to tell yourself, your two years in the future self? Um, I would tell my future self. You better have several dozen caftans by now. <laughs> I just bought a caftan, yeah. and it's the greatest thing I've ever put on my body. Can you break down just why a little bit for me? <laughs> uh, so I was at Ross Dress for Less the other mm-hmm. day, um, and I found a $9 caftan in the ladies section, and it was one size yeah. fits all, and I was like, hell yeah. Right. Put it on my, uh, put it on, and it was... It's so fucking comfortable. It's just like wearing a it's, it feels like you're a toddler wearing a gigantic t-shirt. Okay, is it how is it different than a muumuu? Uh I think muumuus are more shapely maybe. Like this is literally just like a rectangle of fabric with holes <laughs> yeah. for your arm and your neck. Okay, great. Um I feel like muumuus are more of like a dress shape. This is just literally like someone sewed I folded fabric over, sewed it, and made holes for your head and your arm. See, I had no idea there isn't like than Moomoo's. This is... <laughs> That's right. I hope everyone in the future, hopefully we'll just have all moved to Moomoo's. Are, are, do you... Uh, is it uh, like is the idea that you also don't wear underwear? Oh, yeah. I can totally free ball. It's so great. I Okay. Well, I do hope that our future involves <laughs> nothing but free balling and calf care. Yes, caftans. All right. Oh, yeah. I call them caftans. Okay, caftans. Caftans. 
thank you for teaching me. I I feel I feel enlightened and and I and I think I have a um a new sense of what I can look forward to at the end of the water slide. Yes. All right. Besides all the massive spikes and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but at the fire. at the end we'll have a beautiful rectangular piece of cloth that we can put over to hide <laughs> our wounds. <laughs> not here but in her heart i know that she can join me in thanking john loose for being on the show go listen to the lost angels of hollywood wherever you get your podcasts and follow john at john loose wins on twitter uh, to get those good politics those good jokes thank you to mark lutwak for our music check him out at theclineparty.com Okay, that's it. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, and uh, just to say it one more time, you can find our regular episodes of Hell in Your 30s. That's usually just Muriel and I, uh, you know, making our way through this world. Uh, those come out every Monday on the same podcast feed. Thank you for tuning in to Hell in Your 30s. Take care. and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.